0: So welcome everyone to what is our final Lent Talk. Uh, It's been lovely to have you all with us over the past uh, six weeks. Special welcome to those who are joining us for the first time tonight. Uh, I know some of you have come specifically because of our speaker this evening. And uh, a special welcome again to those of you who are joining us from beyond uh, STBBC as well. It's lovely to have you Uh, joining us uh, for this and a special welcome to Val joining us from Hairsfield and Val it's lovely to have you with us as well. So tonight I'm delighted that we have none other than the Reverend Elizabeth Stoner to share with us and uh, I'm going to pray and then we're going to talk to Elizabeth for a bit so let's pray together. Lord Jesus we thank you uh, for each other and we thank you for the opportunity to spend this time together this evening. Lord, we thank you for Elizabeth. And we thank you for her and Kevin and their family. And we pray that you bless us as we share this time together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, um, Elizabeth. Uh, welcome I want to say welcome back of course if we were doing this in person we would be saying welcome welcome back um, it was almost exactly this time last year wasn't it was it the 29th or something I seem to remember which was sort of your final day as a minister with us and uh, a lot has happened in that last year I mean simultaneously it seems like nothing's happened as well you know it's been an odd year um but I'm looking forward to hearing a bit more about all of that but one question we ask all of the people who come to share in our Lent talks is uh, what do you do if anything for Lent? How is Lent part of your life if it is? Uh, Tell us a bit about that first.
1: Um, I've been doing
2: some different things this year um, I guess although I should say that the Jade Pitt Living Lent that was on last year and the year before has impacted me well all of my life and I still do that actually I'm still doing those things um so we um we eat less meat as a family um and uh, that's a lot easier in Norfolk actually um we shop more, more well I've got a, I've got a fish shop which is about 50 meters away so I just go and get my fresh fish there which is with brilliant um but we've also got three I think three farm shops within five miles so to actually buy stuff is is so much easier um that isn't wrapped in plastic and um so that's that's good and um yeah a num- number of the other j Pitt things have, have really influenced me i can walk to work across two fields um although not not over the winter because <laughs> the mud would go over the top of my wellies i think if i didn't get stuck um so, yeah, the j stuff's been, been really good and has, has changed my life, and I still continue to do that, just using less plastic. Um, again, that's that's so much easier when you can nip to the fish shop next door with your plastic tub, and they put the fish in it and, and buy your eggs from there. So, um, yeah, yeah, But so that's been going on. Um, this Lent, I've got a, a book on Celtic Lent, which I've been going through, which has been lovely, and... I've also been um, looking at Renew Wellbeing. Some of you would have probably heard of that. It's a, a Christian charity set up by the Reverend Ruth Rice, who's a Baptist minister. And um, she's, well, it's it's not dissimilar to Oasis, actually. But actually, it's, um, as well as Craft, there's, it goes on for longer during the day. Um, and there's points at which she breaks, and they have very gentle prayers and people are invited to either join in with that or or carry on with craft and and chatting if if they'd prefer and um, I've been looking at some of those prayers particularly the psalms and that's helped me I've been trying to introduce a a rhythm into my day of prayer morning afternoon and evening Um, and some days that goes really well and other days it doesn't. Um, I have put an alarm on my phone and I think probably more often than not I switch the alarm off and don't do much about it. Um, So you know holding my hands up um, I have found it difficult but yeah just trying to introduce that that daily rhythm of of sort of set prayers I guess um, during Lent um, and and looking at the Psalms a lot and um,
1: yeah.
0: So when you left Shoebury you moved to the wilds of Norfolk and you've already mentioned the fish shop uh, and walking across the fields um, but just give us a snapshot of Norfolk life uh, for you tell us a bit about the kind of place that you've moved to
2: I kind of feel like I'm living my dream um, I think when we first knew God was calling us in this direction I think it was possibly you Dave we we looked we looked at the houses the properties in Norfolk um, and you came across a very beautiful cottage and I went yeah that's that's lovely we can't afford that well if you move from Essex to Norfolk you you often can afford it um so we are blessed with a, a beautiful cottage which is over 200 years old and has beans and um wood burners and we we just keep pinching ourselves that we live here I think we still feel a bit like we're on holiday um we look out onto fields we are we're on a on a road at one side but we're ten minutes walk from the the water from the sea um and we we've actually got and we came from a very small garden we've got three quarters of an acre um and we're just thoroughly enjoying it um and I'm learning a lot about gardening <laughs> <laughs> we um i thought i got a gardener when we we moved here and um just to sort of tide things over a bit but actually he didn't Didn't come more than a couple of times. I did actually put salt in his tea by mistake instead of sugar, so that that could be why.
1: I might explain why he didn't come back. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, He's not the first person I've done that to, actually. Um, But I uh, not not deliberately, I should add. Um, But not having um, him to help out, I've actually, and because I'm I'm working from home, the chapel's too tiny to have a, a, a study there. Um, it means if I've got you know half an hour, I can pop out at lunchtime and and do a bit of weeding or or something, and I've actually really enjoyed that. It's almost I don't know if it's a good thing, but um, it's I just go out there and I'm able to switch off, and uh, we've really really enjoyed it. We've we've been out there today, um, doing bits and pieces, and you know I'm I'm planning. Um, if you know me, you'll know this is this is very me a, a prayer labyrinth in the garden. Um, so we've got a um, a guy at church who does landscaping and um, between us we're going to sort this labyrinth out which I'm really excited about because the, the space that we're in um, really lends itself to retreat days. It, it has that potential being near to the beach but also um, there's a, at the end of the garden is a, a little, uh, well it's not that little, a, a, an old railway shed from Great Yarmouth um and that's something that we'd like to convert at some point won't, won't won't be this year or next probably um but but having that space for people to enjoy there's also a, a huge huge pond which belongs to the farmer so we have the privilege of being able to enjoy it and the farmer has to maintain it so that's just perfect um so yeah we we feel totally and utterly blessed we really really do but we we want to share that with others as well um so it yeah it, it is beautiful here
0: I, I can't conceive of thinking oh I've got half an hour I'll go and do some weeding I, I <laughs> cannot get my brain around that but but I have seen the pictures and it does look stunning um I mean I, I think you often find creation Helpful way of engaging with with God as well don't you and and always have done um, have you found that the the way in which you do that obviously is different to being on the beach and um, Have you found it connects with God in a in a different way, or different things about God strike you, or is it just a broader sense of the Creator and being being held?'t if that makes sense as a question
2: mm, I think being surrounded by nature because a lot of this year has been working from home um, i felt god's presence more i don't just have to you know walk down to the beach it's it's here and i i we well we do feel really really blessed by it all um, there are so many so many metaphors and illustrations that come from gardening so many i mean there's so many in the bible isn't there um, so often when i'm weeding or um sounds like it 's all about weeding it 's not all about weeding <laughs> I've, um, but often when i 'm weeding, you know i 'll be thinking, yeah, I might have cleared those few little weeds um already, but they they grow again, and almost like a confession, you need to keep sometimes confessing these things and pulling them up, but sometimes you actually need to spend a bit more time really digging out the root and sorting it out once and for all, and I suppose i I learned so much through the garden um I also take quite a lot of photographs and send them to mum um and it's especially exciting at the moment because all these plants are coming out I haven't got a clue what they are um but they're beautiful and I'm I'm enjoying them and and seeing what they they grow into as well so that's yeah really exciting and we've got a lot of wildlife here as well Um, at the end of the garden we've got Brian and Charlie who are horses and I, I go and feed them every morning and um they run over i've discovered it isn't actually me it is the apple that they run over for (laughs) they run over over to kevin and he doesn't feed them um and we can see sheep as well we have little uh bunchback deer that come in the garden and, and eat everything um but they are really beautiful we've got um pheasants and more hens and egyptian geese we've even had a kingfisher in the pond um just loads of robins and all your normal kind of garden birds as well I've taken to making fat balls I was doing that earlier today Um, quite a bit so I'm just enjoying it we've had bats and mice that we inherited a cat with the the house just yeah I've I've never really particularly been into animals but I'm really really
1: enjoying them
0: yeah right so so you moved uh, to Norfolk uh, having been called to serve the church in in Orange I guess I want to ask you two questions and because I realize they're intertwined, and let you just answer whichever bits you want to, so it's going to ask a question about how the church has dealt with the the pandemic mm-hmm. in general, but also ask you how it how you've gone about sort of getting to know the church and building those relationships but obviously, mm-hmm. all of that's not necessarily been how you would have wanted to do that because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You see know what it means, so talk to us a bit about that whole process,
1: yeah.
2: Um, so I started at Light of Life in September. So there'd already been quite a lot of pandemic by the time I got there, and um, we'd been doing just a, an audio um, sort of podcast, weekly podcast, and email. Um, the the church we've got about forty members here, and um, so it was quite quite low key. Um, we decided to carry on doing that um, Ormsby had have been without a minister for five years and were were exhausted really um, like like anything i guess unless you do something you you don't know how much time and effort and energy it takes so bless them they were really really tired and um which was lovely because they just think i'm i'm lovely because i'm doing stuff that they, they were having to do so it's, it's worked out well for me um so I think things were kind of quite low key, I guess. Leadership team meetings has only just kind of about started on, on Zoom. Um, so that's that's what they were, were doing. Um, and we've kind of carried that on because it's felt right. We've done a couple of bigger services, Christmas and then this coming Sunday, where we've got probably two thirds, if not more, of the congregation involved in doing bits and pieces and, and filmed them. Um, but one of the other things that we've been doing over the past year, since I got here, the the chapel um, and, and Light of Life don't always meet in the chapel because it's quite tiny. It's, um, I guess, between the size of the small lounge and the large lounge at Shoebury. Um The chapel has got a lovely glass front to it and is in the, the middle of the village. So we've actually been using that as a display and we've done all sorts of different displays from, you know, harvest um, through to Christmas. We had, um, I was going to say he's nearly life-sized, the camel. He wasn't, he was he was nearly as big as me, <laughs> the camel. Um, so doing different displays and um, we've had some really lovely feedback from people in the village, things on, on the local Facebook group. Um, people have put comments as we, been putting them together people have made comments one of the teenagers painted a sign around Valentine's Day that said you are loved and one of the we've left that up for Easter one of the the ladies who was passing said that has kept us going and and that's been really encouraging and I think that's something that will probably develop over time as well there's a number of crafty people and I can see something emerging maybe a group that get together and, and tell tell people they're not just loved but the story god's story through images and through pictures so that's that's not something i expected to be doing that's just one of those things that's kind of evolving um and is exciting and you know kind of fits with my skill set so maybe god (laughs) had an idea of that long before i did um so yeah we're doing that there's an easter garden at the moment there and uh Got cre- it worked a lot better than the Easter garden I tried to make at Shrewsbury, which the cats enjoyed um, <laughs> when when it was trying to grow outside. We've used cress instead of grass seed; that works better. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what Light of Life have been doing. But what what's been lovely is the pastoral bits that are going on, and we've explored together through the weekly podcasts what churches and and discovered. It just isn't about Sundays. And we looked at getting together a pastoral group. But do you know what? It's it's happening without that. It just happens naturally. People visit. Um, there's about eight people that can't access the weekly podcast or get the email. And so people take it in turns to deliver paper copies to them you know, people are being being looked after and it, it's just beautiful. It's a, a very family atmosphere here. I think um that helps when you've got fewer people, it's easier. Um So so that's been been lovely. I can't remember what the other question was, Dave. That, that's kind of what Light of Life <laughs> have been doing um
0: d- during the pandemic. No, that's great. I mean, the other thing was just about how how have you found the process of getting to know people and, and settling in? How have you been able to do that when you you might, might naturally go and sit in everybody's front room and have coffee? Whereas that's not really been an option in the way it might normally be. So has that made it more? I mean, I'm guessing it's made it more difficult to connect with people or it's just different.
2: It's it's just different. We had our first kind of get to get. We, well, we had a Zoom Christmas Day, which was just a, you know, a coffee type thing. And we, we do have Zoom lounges as well which actually we have on every eight days. So it's not a set day of the week. Again, just getting away from the fact that church is all about a Sunday. Um, and that's allowed different people to join depending on when they
1: work. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. What was I going to say? Tell me again, what were you asking me?
0: Me to get into know <laughs> me to know people. to
2: know people. That's the one. Do you know, that's... Kind of been okay, as I say. The, the Zoom meetings that we had—it's odd. You can't really get to know people when you've got this many people on a screen very well. But what I wanted to do when I arrived was actually go and visit everybody in their own homes and get to know them individually. And that really kind of happened between September and December. I, I did that anyway because I could go to to people's front doors. All doorsteps, all back gardens, and you know when we weren't in the, the November lockdown. So I think there's only probably three or four people that I haven't been able to do that um, since I, I, yeah, got COVID at the beginning of the year. So um, that that kind of stopped for a little bit. Um, no, so actually that's that's meant I've almost had the opportunity to to do that more because Sundays have been a bit more low key. I've had more time to be able to spend getting to know individuals and going on walks and and we've got a lot more of that planned as well um, coming up and a Light of Life uh, I mean obviously one of the main spiritual reasons I moved are are very good bakers Um, (laughs) they have a a, a chapel coffee house and that sadly had to close because of the pandemic just with the the restrictions um, doorways and the actual size of it that's in the chapel we, we couldn't carry on with that um but that that's freed up a lot of time to to do other things um so no I, I think I have been getting to know people quite well and a number of the people that have helped out we've needed an electrician and all sorts of people helping out um in the cottage so there's all these different trades in the church as well so we've been able to get to know people like that as, as well so yeah it's I I don't think that's affected it in a way um I guess had um had it been at a church the size of Shoebury
1: I'd have struggled more but now it's, it's it's worked well
0: um are you guys sort of beginning to have conversations about what happens sort of not I want to say post-pandemic, but, you know, as, as we can, yeah. restrictions lift and do a bit more. I mean, what are some of your hopes for beyond restrictions?
2: Well, like I said, um, the, the chapel displays sort of starting to happen and we're hoping to set up a renew well-being space as well, mm-hmm. which is exciting. But we are actually really exploring how we do church together post-pandemic we've got a a leadership team away day coming up and we can actually go for a walk together (laughs) which will be lovely meeting the garden face to face um but i I think we're looking at a different rhythm of church and what that means i don't yet know but light of life had already got a a kind of monthly rhythm where the children rim for two sundays um one was more of a cafe-style church, Um, one was a bit more liturgical, another was a bit more um, sort of around robin and you go and there's different prayer stations and things. Um, The fifth Sunday they'd go for a walk together or or do something like that or go for a picnic. So they were already starting to look at at different ways of of gathering Um, and I think that's going to carry on evolving really. I think maybe those different weeks weren't as um, diverse as perhaps they'd have liked. So I think that's, that's going to change a bit. And it might be that, that one Sunday a month, we just get together and, and eat, maybe, and have a picnic and um, share communion together. And I think that's exciting because it's, it's easier in a way to invite friends along to things like that. You can say we're all going to the park to have a picnic or they, they could all fit here in the garden um and then people get to to know others and to build those relationships and then they find out well oh, hang on a minute Well, oh, you've got life groups so what goes on at that and 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 so things deepen so I'm really excited um I think they are as well <laughs> about what it might look like and I, I don't have an answer yet it will be nice to a, arrive and say right this is what I think we should do but It's a case of um, getting to know the area a bit and and deciding together. But actually what Kevin and I discovered when we, um, particularly when we first arrived in August before I'd started and a number of people invited us over for for tea and cake in their gardens, is people are really up to try something different here, which, um, you know, I haven't got that much experience of lots of Baptist churches, but I'm told that's very rare. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, I feel very blessed that, that I almost light of life isn't um, an old church it, it's began in the 70s so there's not a long history of this is how we do things and
1: I think that kind of culture um is is very helpful in these instances
0: yeah, yeah. Um one of the things that you were involved in here um was all things eco church and obviously um and we've now got our silver award last week don't oh well done well done um is that something that is uh been part of the the church's journey uh in Ormsby so far I mean I know you have one of the conveners of the Baptist Union Environmental Network is one of your church members so I, I just wonder has that been a, a part of church life for Ormsby as well
2: I think it is yes certainly we you know like you um we've got the the silver award and um look to use fair trade wherever we can we've got a fair trade stall in the chapel um as i say it's, it's much easier to use local produce here because the farms are on your doorstep um but in all, all sorts of ways um there's still people that think our faith is about saving lost souls from going to hell which yes it is but i just think it's so much more than that as well it's you know god god's redeeming all of creation and yeah so i I think people um maybe it's because you know we're right on the the countryside and (laughs) um and living it but people get that more um perhaps um it's yeah, pe- people do tend to recycle a lot more, more up here, just naturally doing it. I think. Um, I don't know if that's a, a countryside thing or not. Um, there's definitely it's definitely darker in the countryside, and it's definitely a lot more muddy. I have <laughs> learned that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But Hannah um, Gray, who is one of our members here, yeah, she she has a lot to do with Ecology, um, for work, and um, she's also going to be standing for the Green Party in um, the um, yeah. local elections here as well.
1: Um, yeah, so I guess that helps, but I, I suppose, um, yeah, it's not just about one person, it's
2: about everybody doing their bit, and I think, as I say, said at the beginning with the, the JPIT things, it's about us all making those little changes, which actually, cumulatively...
1: Mm. Make a big change
0: to things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder um, if you've read anything over the last <laughs> not anything full stop. If you've read anything over the last few months that you found particularly helpful um, or interesting, uh, what what are the kind of yeah. things that you've been thinking around?
2: Oh goodness, Dave! You should have pre warned me. You know what I'm like. <laughs> I can't remember what I read last week. Um, <laughs> And if I can, I won't remember what was in that particular book. What have I been reading? Yeah, I have read a lot. I've been reading about, um, currently reading a Pete Cazaro book about the emotionally healthy leader.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, he's also written about the emotionally healthy church. Um, and some of that's quite hard hitting. Um, it teaches, teaches you to actually look at your motivations and your actions behind things, not to cover over the elephant in the room but to actually say you know we need to maybe talk about this to people um, and why we're reacting in these different ways so it's it's a a challenge Um, and as you know i you know you introduced me to the enneagram so yeah reading up a lot on the enneagram and that's a similar thing although it talks about your type of personality um, it also talks about your shadow side and encourages you to to actually really work with that and to learn from it and, and to change. So, yeah, both, both challenging books, right. I guess. Um, I've also been reading up a lot about labyrinths um, and, yeah, just the way they can be used as a, as a tool to, to pray, um, to slow us down. And, in fact, it's something that I used about a year ago um, before I, I left, recognising that as we were going into lockdown, the kind of, the leaving that I was anticipating wasn't going to happen. Um, and used a labyrinth, just a, a finger labyrinth, to to pray. Um, so on the a labyrinth, unlike a maze, a labyrinth only has one route. You can't get lost in a labyrinth, you just keep going in one direction, you go into the centre and you come back out again. Um, And on on the way in, it's a way of sort of releasing all of those things to God and then pausing in the middle to receive from God. And then as you walk out, recognising you're now changed and and you have some of the spirit's power and strength or comfort, whatever it is that you need on your way out. And um, so, yeah, I I used one of those, um, a little one before I, I left, which was helpful um, to, to do that. So I'm quite excited about having a labyrinth in the garden and, and not only being able to use it myself, but others being
1: able to use it too.
0: Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about the rest of the family in a second. And um, Just before I do that, say to everybody else, um, if you've got questions, <laughs> that you want to ask elizabeth then do put them in the chat um and i'd be delighted to put those to elizabeth or you can text me or whatsapp me if you if you have the means to do that and that's easier than the chat and i'll i'll pass them on Um but i know one of the things we were all praying through after your call to almost was for the right role to come up for for kevin as well and i'd love it if you're able to share with us a little bit about what he's up to yeah
2: this this whole move just feels so much that God has had his hand on it all, and um, Kevin was looking for jobs as the pandemic began, um, and jobs kind of just dried up. Many of you will know he was an assistant head at Sacred Heart School, and um, one, one job came up eventually, and it, it was a job that I don't think Kevin would ever have gone for, had there not been any other jobs, but Boy, is this a good fit for him? Um, and so he's now assistant head at a special school in Norwich um, and he absolutely loves it. Very, very different. He's never been in um, a special school before and the children are aged three up to 19. Kevin's only ever been in primary before. The children are very severely disabled. Most of them are in chairs. Um, a high number of struggle to communicate verbally or even at all so it's a very different kind of school but he loves it and I think a few weeks into him working there I I didn't even get the sentence out to say would you ever go back to mainstream and yes he'd said before I'd even finished um, it's a just a really good fit and as I say not something that I think he'd probably applied for although the the job spec suited him it was the fact that it was a a special school but no he's really really settled um it's about a half hour drive into Norwich and um and Norwich is great we might have a lot of dark and a lot of mud here but Norwich is a fantastic place (laughs) half an hour away so yeah best of both worlds
0: yeah love Norwich one of my favorite places in the world yeah um and tell us a little bit um about what ethan's up to as well because he he moved with you guys too. Yeah,
2: yeah that that was just another god thing so how about you know upping and moving your 18 year old um and he was ha- very happy to come and and loves the countryside so that's been really good um so ethan would love to go into the fire service that's not the easiest thing to get into um so he was just looking for a, a job that would um be something that he could do and he's now working in Norwich, like Kevin, um, repairing phones, mobile phones, which is really quite a good fit for him. Um, he's he's quite technical and um, likes likes detailed work. So he's been getting on. well, he's just had a promotion um, there. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's doing really well. He um, he also started volunteering at the Coast Guards. So the local Coast Guards in Hensby is about a mile and a half, two miles away. And they go out on the broads and on the sea. And um, yeah, so he's he's thoroughly enjoying that. And I think that, that was a God thing as well, because to move here and then, you know, at that age
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and initially not have a job. And um, there's nobody at Light of Life his age either. Um, that's that's given him something to do, but he loves it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Very proud of his uniform and his pager. Had to do a lot of training for it all, of course um yeah. he's been out on a, a couple of shouts now um really? I don't know if he will still be enthusiastic when he's been doing it for a while but hurries out the door <laughs> I
0: love that I've got a couple of questions coming here uh one from Amanda um do you still have time to paint
2: <laughs> i can't see Amanda she's on my other other screen
1: I think hang on I'm gonna I'm gonna find you Amanda where have you gone I've lost her Oh, there you are. Sorry, you were on my first screen. You're hiding down the bottom. Um,
2: I did some painting during the first lockdown. And I also taught myself to crochet. Really?
1: Um,
2: so, yeah, I'm still doing some craft bits. Um, yeah, did I'm, I'm trying to put that in. I'm trying to... I don't find this easy. I'm trying to put a healthy rhythm into my life so I have got rest as well because... Um, Otherwise, everything else
0: could be all consuming, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, yes, I I, I am. We've got a a question from Hannah in the chat here. So you should almost be a village. How are you finding it living in a village instead of a bigger town? I mean, do you find that, you know, everyone knows if there was a bottle of wine in the the vicar's basket? (laughs) I mean, how does it work?
2: Well, Kevin does the shopping on the way back from work, so they do <laughs> <help> that. <them>. Um, <laughs> um,
1: I guess it is different because people do do know each other more, um, but I rather like it. I think, and actually, having lived in Shrewsbury for
2: getting on for fifty years, um, you get to know people in Shrewsbury anyway. So it's not that different at the moment, I suppose. Um and I think one of the things because of lockdown that I've not been able to do is, is get to know the wider community. So I'm I'm looking forward to doing that. So I guess that that will be nice when I'm I'm able to do that. Um but no, I, I, I like I like village life. We are actually just outside Ormsby Village. Um when when we looked at, at where to live, this is a, a perfect layout for us, the, the property. Um, I said oh no I I don't want there initially because it's it's not in the village but then we realized it it really was only a field away Um, so uh, yeah it's it's quite good but actually because Ormsby uh, Light of Life have met in the village hall um, they were sort of five ten years ago bigger in in congregational size um and the village hall is actually only a a few
1: hundred meters away we're kind of in between the village hall and and the chapel okay
0: i've got a message here wanting to know more about the fish (laughs) stall it's got a very good
1: reputation
2: it's called dabs and crabs and everybody seems to know about it um and they are lovely there they're actually we're going to find out more in a couple of days because they're they're selling the business oh um, so I'm not quite sure what's happening and I I hope it stays because I'm really enjoying having my fish for breakfast um so so we will see but uh it's um yeah not I mean, not the prettiest of it's a, a little barn but it's a a little tatty as well so maybe it might be done up if it goes into other hands I don't know
0: <laughs> how, I mean how close is it to you I mean does one not I mean, do you just become accustomed to a certain aroma. Or you don't it
2: smell it? it. You don't no? smell it at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Lovely family that own it, and we've we've got to know them quite well. Um, yeah, yeah. We've only got really two neighbours near to us. We've got Farmer Pete, um,
1: and um, got to know him and his wife um, well, and and the fish shop. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, Has anybody else got any other questions they want to ask? Um, If so, do say message me or pop them in the chat and we'd be pleased to make some space for you as you do that. Um, I've got, uh, I guess, two more questions from from me. One of them I'm going to ask you in a minute is um, about what can we be praying for you? So that's a question we'd like to um, to finish with. Um, It's been fantastic to hear about the move oh oh ah i've got i've got two questions come in here actually which is great one of which was going to be my question as well so first i'll ask wendy's question so will people outside ormsby be welcomed into the labyrinth
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes wendy you're very welcome
0: (laughs) (laughs) you knew the (laughs) subject um yeah
2: i i i don't know but i you know I might have this wrong but I I wonder if in a few years something of light of life is about providing retreat space for people and retreat days um and whether that's people further afield or whether that's people in Ormsby um my my hope is that where we are because it's just so well set up or, or will be when we've done a bit more gardening um for people to come and enjoy it that you know, we will be able to have more people around and um, as I say if, if people come for picnics and we've joked about baptisms in the, the pond as well. We've got a lovely tree. We've got get this. We've got a tree, really old tree that I climb. The branch goes over the water. I can sit over the water and drink my cup of coffee. I can just about get a, a cup of coffee up the tree as well um, and just enjoy that. Um, there's ropes hanging from the tree as well. So, you know, you can swing in and baptise. We're going to start something new. Um, yeah, I, I'm just hoping it will be that kind of a space that people are able to to use. But again, because the chapel isn't big, um, it, it will just be a, an overflow of,
0: of that. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we haven't been able to come up um, and uh, be there for the planned induction. So uh, we will definitely be bringing a... Uh, a gang of people up to to visit at some point uh still um so got a couple of other questions uh here uh coming in um, has any more of hems been scrappy fallen <laughs> into the sea i didn't i didn't know this was a thing um, yeah, it was a thing it, was a thing. it and, was
2: a thing we found this beautiful beautiful cafe did fantastic food and it had little sheds that were painted like beach huts that you could sit in um, we decided that was going to be our favourite place to go. And then six weeks later, um, it was no more. It, it oh. was in the sea. Um, yeah. So, um, yes, when we walk along, there's people's gardens and fences that are right on the cliff edge. I, I went for a walk yesterday with friends and um, one of them said I just couldn't sleep at night if that was my property, because I'd, I'd worry. Some of them really are right on the edge. Um because we're, we reckon we're a good distance away from the, the beach. We're, we're walking distance, but we're not that, that near. Um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Um, a question from Tim and Yolandi. What links, if any, do you have with other churches in the village or the wider area? What's the ecumenical scene?
2: Yeah, there's um, a Catholic church in the, the village. Um, we ha- I'm just thinking it's Anglican. <laughs> American, it's not catholic um they've been without um a vicar so um for the last few months and that's one of the things that i've not been able to do because of lockdown really is get out and see people you know like sort of local school people um and get to know sort of gatekeepers in the community so um yeah so only one other church they're very very different um we do have links christian aid week um, and easter normally um although their worship is quite high anglican um bells and smells and all that from what i've been told um so i think normally we wouldn't meet together as a, a service a worship service but there are there are links with um i think some of the people from there would come and help and volunteer in the cafe oh.
0: so yeah that, that's one of the things to to look into mm-hmm. Question from Karen: How um, have you found it uh, being away from your parents during the lockdown? So obviously, it's been harder to visit yeah. and keep in yeah. touch.
1: Um, it's been, it, yeah,
2: we've zoomed a lot, we've texted a lot and WhatsApped a lot, and um, written letters. Um, you know, so we're we're in contact a number of times a week. But um, I think because I. I feel and we've all felt this is such a God-ordained move that that's made it a lot easier um it, it really has I think that was what I said to mum when I first said to told her that we were moving it's like you know if if you've got a problem have it out with him because <laughs> um yeah so it it is what it is really um yeah but we, you know, we we are getting to know people here, and we we feel very much loved by people here. I think Dave, before everybody sort of turned up, you said what sort of character has Ormsby got? They they're a very, say, family orientated, but very generous church as well, and they've really looked after us since we've been here. Um, we feel very loved, um, very very welcome, and very appreciated. So that all helps really does
0: and then final question before i ask you for praying um what do you miss most about you know superness
2: well you guys obviously, obviously that was an easy <laughs> one <laughs> it, it is the people i think god had been preparing us for many years probably six or seven years that we weren't going to stay there forever when when we bought our place in Jewel street um, I thought we'd we'd be in there till they carried me out. Um but just over time God started loosening those cords, I guess. So it, it felt right to go. It wasn't easy. Um I I've done a good deal of crying because I've I've missed everybody. But um I, I had a really good break in between the both the churches and I think the whole lockdown has actually given me space to put one thing down and start something new. So I can I can just see God's hand in
1: the whole whole year. Mm. Really can.
0: And so what can we be praying for you?
1: I think firstly
2: thanks. Um because God is good and you know it's
1: it's been a weird year, hasn't it? Um but as I say, we can just see him and his love in every
2: twist and turn that it, it's been. Um, so we really, really are grateful to God, um, grateful to, to all that he's He's done and, and, you know, given us in the people here and, and the place that we're at. Um, I think for mum and dad, actually, on a personal level, um, as you know, dad's got Parkinson's and, and Lewy body's dementia, so life's tough. Um, so, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not near them um but also i think for light of life as well as we discern where god is leading us and i think it's exciting um i don't think there's any model we need to discern what is right for us and and our character and, and who we are um and um yeah so so prayers for for that really because um we want to take everybody on board with
1: us and i i think that's gonna happen
0: Great. Well, let's pray together. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this evening and that we've been able to uh, hear from Elizabeth a little bit about her past year. Lord, we give you thanks for the many blessings that we've heard about tonight. We thank you for um, their home, the land around them. We thank you that it's been a just a physical space that's been a blessing to them. Thank you that you've kept them safe. Thank you that Elizabeth is um, recovering well from COVID. Lord, we thank you for Kevin's job. Thank you for Ethan's job. And we pray that you continue to bless them as they put down more roots in Norfolk too. Lord, we do pray for Chris and for Barry tonight as well. We thank you uh, for them. And Lord, we pray that you would uh, bless them. And we pray for um, Elizabeth and Kevin as they keep in touch and Zoom and and all the other things to uh, keep uh, family relationships going at a time when it's not easy to do that. And Lord, we pray for the church in Ormsby. We pray for Light of Life. We thank you for them. Thank you for their generous heart. Thank you for their care and their kindness. And Lord, we pray that you would give the church real wisdom as they look to what you're calling them to do and to be into the future lord we thank you that they're a community that is willing to try new things to be a bit different to take some risks we pray you'd bless them in that and that lord perhaps even through their story and their experience other churches may come to to learn and to grow too so would you bless elizabeth tonight we pray in jesus name amen